Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Hello, Perry. How are you? Um, I'm fine. It is 11.15 at night because uh, I scheduled my life poorly. Um, but I was able to have a full productive day today. And then me and my husband went out for um, dinner and drinks with friends. And that was lovely. We went to this new place called The Hangar. And it was awesome. And like our seating it was like a booth but it was in like this big like wooden circle situation and it was very fancy and there was a fan there that was like 30 feet long and I was very impressed by the whole thing if we're being honest that sounds like a restaurant that I think my husband and I went to I think when we were in Switzerland it was something very like military hangar-esque I I honestly can't remember the life of me just made me think of it and how there was like stuff up on the ceilings it was really cool It it sounds like almost Probably the same idea. Well, this place was very bougie. Oh, yeah, no, this place is not very fancy. I mean, it was Switzerland, so it was bougie, but, like, it was... (laughs) Okay, so, like, same prices as Switzerland, but in the U.S., and very fancy. Like, very dark lighting. Yeah, it was was really cool. I just remember, it's crazy to think back now, because, like, because of everything with, like, the pandemic, you don't want to go anywhere crowded, you don't want to go where a lot of people are, like, ew, people now. I remember thinking back, this place was so crowded but um yeah Yeah. you know a little sidebar on that um but I guess how I'm doing I'm doing okay um it's been a really interesting week you know work normal school kind of really starting to gear up because I'm taking two classes I'm taking a um, statistics class because you know I love numbers (laughs) and I've oh yeah definitely every every college math class I've had to take I've had to drop it and have had to retake it because I'm just such a such a genius with numbers. <laughs> That's why you're not a math major. That is okay. exactly why I'm not a math major. So I'm a psychology major because I can listen and read about theories all day. Freud, hi, hi, how are you? I can I can read into that all day long. <laughs> well, I feel like that kind of stuff, like that's a lot of data and statistics though, yes. of gathering people and seeing what they're emotions are responses is like you do need to have that stuff from statistics of like proper sample sizes and it's all, all research based stuff. Stuff, it's just yeah. that's that's the reasoning yeah. why i have to take this class right is because i need it for all my other psychology stuff it's just been one of those classes i have pushed off for three years at this point maybe probably longer <laughs> because of how much I've and been you're like a it. senior now yes and you need to can do it yeah Yeah. and the other class I'm taking is like a a high level finishing counseling addiction class which has been brilliant Mm -hmm. I've loved it because of how much I'm learning but gotta love addiction it's honestly I mean it's one of those things where I guess I like to talk about topics that aren't always topics Mm -hmm. we want to always talk about and I feel like addiction is one of them like it's just it is what it is can I really quickly I listened to the podcast I recommended to you called that spooky yeah which everybody listening if you want funny spooky things this is for you it's not like super spooky but I need to tell you because you'll love it about this statistical survey I guess you can say and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna give you the abridged version so there was this guy back in the day his name I don't remember his name this was in like the 20s 30s and he wanted to see in a non-biased setting how people would react if they saw a ghost but he couldn't be like this is a test to see what happens if you see a ghost so his brilliant idea he sounds 
He sounds like a very smart, like a little bit out of touch with like reality kind of guy. So what his big plan was, is he was going to get his team together and conduct a survey out in a cow field and he was gonna dress up as a ghost and when I say dress up as a ghost I mean he just put an old oh bed sheet over him oh my god and that didn't work and he actually he ended up um trying to this again in like a different location and that didn't work he's like well it's not working we're gonna give it one more try but we're gonna do it inside because if people are outside and like they see something like in the corner of their eye they're like not really worried about it because it's not really their problem was his idea so his big, this is his big final play. He's like, before I drop this study, I'm going to try it one more time. It's going to be inside. But the thing is, back in like the 1930s in America, they like didn't want this to happen. Like businesses didn't want people to dress up like ghosts because that's weird and stupid and dumb. And the only place that would allow him to do it was an adult movie theater. So during a porno that was showing and there was like a bunch of people in the audience, he dressed up like a ghost and like walked across the stage and people still didn't see him. Well, I mean, yeah, they paid for a show to watch porn. So they're too busy paying attention to what's on the screen. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Like it's, it's he, hysterical because like he, nowadays you have all these like crazy haunted stuff that people pay so much money. To go to, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I, I would say to, at a haunted hotel. Would I sleep? Probably not. But would I want to be there? Yeah. Absolutely. Because I also love spooky yeah. stuff. So he did end up, he was unable to prove that, but he did end up proving, um, or maybe not proving, but, like, starting another study on basically, like, humans' ability to not see something in front of them if they're not expecting to see it. I don't remember what it's called, but he was able to prove something else. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like a study that I would enjoy reading, because yes, you know, I'm just one of those people. Would. But yeah, so the topic we want to cover today is going to be kind of one of those topics that I felt some form of importance to bring up personally, because of the last last few topics we talked about. Like we talked about job stuff, we were talking about school stuff, we were then talking about even the stressors of going home financially, mentally, physically, all that good stuff. And a lot of these things all boil down to yeah. what we all call is a stress. What I really want to touch on is basically just what is stress boiled down? And what can you do to recognize these things? And, you know, because of me being the person that loves to study this stuff mm -hmm. and I've actually taken a stress class, uh, I figure we'd just start off with, you know, what is stress? Stress can be defined as a degree of which you feel overwhelmed or unable to cope as a result mm -hmm. of a pressure that is unmanageable. So looking at stress, you know, looking back on it, Perry, what would you say is like, what is stress to you? I think stress is when I get overwhelmed with things I need to do and not feeling like I have the power to accomplish them. Stress can vary obviously between like big stressors and like little things. And I would say one of the little things is, you know, as an accountant, the first week of every month is always a stressful time because you just have a thousand things to do and they all need to be done right away and da da da. So I always feel stressed out like that first week of the month. So what about you? Yeah. I, it sounds like we pretty much have the same idea of it. For me, I definitely have to say it's dealing with something that I cannot control yeah. or something that makes me feel extremely overwhelmed to the point where I just feel like a breakdown coming on. Like it, it's kind of like some of those like stress memes that's like, oh, it's today. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> sometimes at work, I find myself thinking of that meme of like, 
oh, today's the day. I might just lose it, <laughs> you know, or I might just go to my car and emotionally eat for a little bit because, you know, I can't handle stress. I well. eat cheese. If I'm stressed out, cheese helps me so much. I will literally just buy fancy cheeses and eat like $20 of cheese. And honestly, it helps a lot. <laughs> that helps a lot. That's, that's really brilliant. I I definitely find myself if I've had like a really rough, really rough customer or just having a really rough day. And if it's before my lunch, I get so excited that I can just like take an hour to literally like I'm so bad that when I'm on my lunch, unless it's like something important, I won't even answer my text messages anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't even like I don't even think I even go on social media. I literally just check out, disappear to some quiet little corner and I pull up like Netflix or Mm -hmm. Discovery Plus, whatever streaming site I want to use. And just watch, like, one or two episodes or whatever I want to watch, yeah. well, you know, if, it, if it's whatever it may be. I feel like I do that, too, because if you remember, we actually tried to get together and chat last week, which is the first week yep. of the month. And, like, I yep. completely went MIA on you. And, like, I'm sorry. I feel like you have come to expect no. this from me at this point, though. <laughs> but, like, it was literally because I was so just overwhelmed by my workload and stuff, I would be exhausted by 7.30. And three times, I went to bed at 7.45. Like, I was asleep by 8 o'clock at night because... Um, I don't blame you. I just couldn't. Like, I was mad. mentally exhausted. And I think part of, you know, your stress and the way your body reacts to these moments, it's like stress can actually trigger, like, a fight-or-flight response. And I think things like you checking out and watching Netflix or me going to bed early that is a flight response. Like it is the only thing we have control over to be able to like get ourselves away from that situation. And I think a lot of people do this in different ways. You like doom scrolling can cause stress, but also is a stress reliever when you just like scroll through Facebook and see the world going to hell. I saw that face. (laughs) Yeah. I have, I have never heard of doom scrolling. I just, I literally call it like oh, I'm going to go check the morning newspaper or, you know, oh, it's oh, like, I guess I never, I never thought of it like that. That makes sense though. Cause like sometimes yeah. you will purposely seek out certain things or certain people to like check on their feed and be like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this is also, it goes back. I mean, I'm sure there's studies, I can't quote them right now where, you know, they talk about like the difference between people that'll watch new movies and the people that'll watch the same shows over and over again, because they're craving that satisfaction of like knowing what's going to happen and being comforted by a controlled series of events. I feel like that's part of that too, because if you're just trying to like get away from stressful things, like that's kind of, yeah, Yeah, that's definitely, I find like on the days that like I've had one of those days, I will turn on, um, turn on Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. And I've been slowly been rewatching and trying to catch up on um, Chicago PD. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Yeah. For me, but it's I understand New that, Girl. Like, looking for the comfort. I love New Girl because I've seen it all the way through a bunch of times. And, like, it doesn't have a hard plot line by any means. It's very colorful and bright. And I don't know. It just makes me feel better. It is. It's way more positive than the stuff I think I watch. Yeah. That kind of being, like, your flight response. When your body goes into a fight response with stress, there's nothing to fight But that doesn't mean that your body doesn't act like it is. So it can cause like your body to speed up. So like it speeds up your heart rate. It can slow digestion, which is why stress can cause a lot of weight gain and stuff like that. Um, And apparently it can even shut down like blood flow to major muscle groups. And it changes various other atomic nervous functions. And it gives the body like a burst of energy and strength 
to like get through something, but you could also feel jittery, especially if you're like drinking coffee yeah. as well. You can feel anxious and you can feel oh jittery God, yes. because your body is ready to fight something. But if you have no fight and you just keep it, then that can cause, you know, like long-term effects. Obviously, it's going to change your mood. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be snapping at people. Lead to difficulty sleeping, which is going to lower your yep. immune system. It's going to also lead to, like, weight that gain. That goes back to the weight gain as well. Mm-hmm. And, again, digestive problems slow it down. You might get an upset tummy. Acid reflux is really mm-hmm. popular. Um, or it can even cause an ulcer if you're constantly in that state of stress. I had an ulcer at 13 because apparently I was a stressed out 13-year-old that didn't even go to public school. I don't know what my problem was. But that or another big one is grinding your teeth or biting your nails. Anything like that is another, you know. Oh, longer. nervous tendencies. That's Yeah, nervous, nervous tendencies. tendencies. You know, and that's those things that, you know, a lot of people just call them like, oh, that's my bad habit or something like that. But yep. you, you know. It's those, easy to dismiss it like that. Absolutely. It's you don't realize it's coming from like a bigger, a bigger, what's this word oh, I want? Definitely. Stressor. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you don't want to look at the, like, the cause of it. You're just looking at it as. Right. Oh, yeah. I always just chew on my nails or, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I grind my teeth or, oh, I like to chew gum. Because yeah. it, it's, it's a way to um, use. Energy. That energy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, even shaking your leg. That's something that my husband does all the time. He's just always bouncing his leg. And if he gets excited about something, he does it more. I'm like, can you stop, please? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of those things. Like, I definitely think for me, I'm not an, I'm not a nail chewer. I don't think I've been a nail chewer since I was a kid. Because I think, um, I got out of the habit because my mom would paint my nails, so it caused me not to want to chew on it because, oh. ew, nail plastic is disgusting. Yeah. Um, and also I get my nails done, so I'm not going to chew on those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, when I get, like, really wake- worked up, I definitely get, like, the, the, the bouncing of the leg as I do that because I have that nervous energy where I'm just, like, like going. And I find if I don't find a way to release it, I just get more and more jittery and more and more worked up. And it's really interesting because when you look at like, you know, stress and like what, what really are the big events that cause high stress? It's really interesting because they definitely overlap with like stuff you deal with when you're a military spouse or even military in general. And like some stuff even outside of it, like a death of a loved one. Mm -hmm. That's a high stress, obviously, because you're dealing with death. No one likes to deal with death because the worst thing is when you, when you deal with with death, you are forced to face death with your own life. Right. It's coming to terms with your own mortality. Yes, and that's terrifying. And like what you were saying in our last episode, Shannon, like, you know, dealing with death and then dealing with death and having to go and purchase tickets and fly home and get on a 24-hour flight. Yes. Yes. It, it was a very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, separating or divorcing, that is definitely top tier. It can be high stressor, especially if you're trying to get out of like a bad relationship. Because mm-hmm. not all divorces and not all separations come from a mutual like, yeah, man, we're better off friends. Right. That I feel like nowadays is less common than the, I don't want to say someone's always abusive or someone's always toxic, but there's a reason why you're getting right. separated. There's no only reason why you're getting divorced. Right. And I hate to say this, this could be a, a cliche for sure, because I know Perry probably didn't laugh, is we always seem to hear about, quote unquote, the spouse cheating while the husband or the active military members out on a deployment. Mm-hmm. That's not always true. Or vice versa. They go out of town on TDY and they hook up. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that could be a reason why for divorce. You know? That could be a reason for separation. That could be cause of high stress in the relationship causing stress. 
for you. Yeah. And, and then you know, also knowing that and then they go TDY, you're extra stressed out because you know yeah. this could happen and da 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 da. Yeah, it's it's a it's a past um past behavior that you're not sure they're gonna redo. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something that like I guess it's a boundary issue, which uh, that's something you know you, we could we plan on touching more on is like healthy boundaries and yeah. stuff like that. And another huge stressor, which I can say for sure, was getting married. I was lucky where we got married at a courthouse first, and then six months later we actually had the whole shebang. We had an actual wedding. Yeah. And I will tell you, it was one of the most stressful times in my life. Looking back, like I just wanted to, I found myself crying so much just from stress and I'm not when I was younger like in my early 20s I was not much of a crier now that I'm older I don't know if I've become soft or something but I cry a lot more now I think it just happens I cry a lot more too just it which is crazy looking back another big stressor is you know a new job or even just work in general which I know for me and I know what Perry just said earlier was like work is a huge stressor Mm -hmm. work can be some of the biggest stressors because you're always like going, 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 or that you have possibly a boss that just kind of is a handful and a half and they stress you out most days. That's always a possibility yeah. too. So my company sent out these like work surveys and they have since Corona started just to say like, hey, how is everybody doing? What resources do you need? Da, da, da. And the biggest complaint is people are like, well, when I work from home, I can't ever shut off my computer. I never stop working. I work till eight o'clock at night. I'm like, are you guys serious? I'm sorry. Like, by first week of the month, I will work to like maybe six. But once I shut off my computer, yeah. I literally do not think about it anymore. <laughs> like, no. And that's something that you have to learn to do, though. I think for you is because you're really good at compart- 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 compartmentalizing. There we go. I think that's what I think you're really good at that, and I feel like you've always been really good at that. So you're you're very easy to able to go. All right, check out time at six yeah. o'clock. Bye, turning off my computer. Right. Yeah. And, you well, know, and that, that, other huge. That stems from being homeschooled and then going to school online, I think. Like, I'm very used yeah. to this is my sit down at work time. And then I just don't, I don't think about it anymore. I posted yeah. people that, you know, were public school and then went to like a standard university. This is kind of like new for them. And I'm just like, nah, I got this. And then like another huge things, which I know, like, for me, before has been like financial problems. I'm not mm-hmm. saying now, definitely not now. Financials can be a huge stressor. Like finances are always a stressor. That's sometimes even reason reasons for divorce mm-hmm. is financial stuff. Well, especially if one spouse agree. is spending too much and the other one's trying to save yes. or you just like disagree about like where it should go. But then even like when you PCS and you move, if you don't have a lot of notice, it's expensive. Like, yeah, okay, you might get reimbursed for some of it, but you really should have at least three grand and if you're like when Will yeah. and I PCS the first time, he was an A1C, and like you can't save three grand as an A1C. Like, no, he had a car payment with like a forty percent interest rate because, of course, he did. And like PCSing is extremely stressful. Even just moving in general is very stressful. But just imagine, like I know for us, we got we got short short notice for when we moved from um, the states to Germany. That was a yeah. very short notice for us, and we were so stressed because. Originally, we were supposed to ship my car. We were gonna, we planned on selling his car, but we were planning on keeping mine mm-hmm. to ship it because it was a four door hatchback. Loved that car. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the bank <clears throat> to say, "Hey, man, I'm moving. Can we take it with me?" The guy laughed and went, "Yeah. By the time we get all this paperwork pushed through, you'll already be gone. So you're not gonna be able to do that." That's so heartbreaking. By the way, 
we want to cover PCSing in a future episode this season because PCSing (laughs) is just such a it's such an ugly elephant in the room for the military community because it's so stressful. A lot to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, but even disappointing perspective though. I mean, you and I. I mean, I moved out from an apartment the first time I PCS with my husband, and you were, I guess, you went from your mom's house to living with Sean. So, like, we didn't have a whole lot to move. No. We didn't have careers at the time. Like, we didn't have kids in school districts and pulling your kids out of school in the middle of a school year. We didn't have houses we had to try to turn around and sell, and we weren't trying to buy a house, like, sight unseen. All of that is so stressful and that is a definitely like a military specific stressor that a lot of people will never even have to kind of think about ever in their lifetimes not the concept yeah yeah and then i guess like you know other huge stressors that like i have been personally lucky with like i've not had to deal with like a deployment yet Mm -hmm. and you know i've been really lucky and i'm very fortunate to not have to deal with it and i've seen so many friends deal with it even like where we are now i've seen i know a lot of friends have been dealing with it Mm-hmm. Where the that's a huge stressor because you know you go from seeing your spouse every day to not seeing your spouse at all and yeah. all the crazy stressors that kind of follow deployments, right? Because not only are you thing... thinking about like the safety of your spouse and their mental health because that's usually not great during deployments, but like you gotta then learn to live without them and you have to live a complete whole life without them and that can be really difficult, yeah. especially if you have children. Like I know for me, I'd be fi- like I would be upset, but I'd be fine. But then if you look at somebody that has, like, three or four kids, or even just one kid, like, that's completely different. Because then you have to learn to parent on your own all of a sudden. And the kids! Yeah. Their mental health, and you can't create sociopaths. It's a whole thing. And, you know, then obviously, when you're getting towards the the end of your time in the military, you have to deal with retirement, or even getting out of the military. That's Mm -hmm. another huge stressor that sometimes you're just like, oh gosh, I have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think of how to live life outside of the military. That's a, that, that could be a huge stressor. Yeah. And another thing that I know Perry and I have plenty of experience with is living overseas. Like I've said before, by the time we leave here, depending on wherever the military sends us, we'll be overseas at that point eight years. So I have not lived stateside in so long. So I feel like I'm going to have severe culture shock when we move back. Probably. But when, but when we left the States let alone when I moved out, I left my major support system, which was AKA my mom and my few best friends that I had back in my home state. And that was a really big, I I won't lie. I went through a very weird, depressive, almost like refining myself and refiguring out social cues. I think most people do. When I moved to a different state. Well, it also, it's really stressful. I found like, especially if you grow up in one area and I'm going to go ahead and speak for us New Englanders our social cues are like different <laughs> than other people's yes. and you have to kind of relearn because I know I know for a fact I can come off as rude and like I don't ever mean to but it's just because yeah there's definitely that barrier oh, yeah. I and mean, it takes a lot longer to like work into relationships with p- new people because of that oh yeah yeah I have found that I now gravitate more towards people that are from like the east coast yeah. or from the northeast yeah because I'm used to their behaviors. Yeah. And, you know, like, these are all really big stressors. Like, even illness is another big stressor. And it might not even necessarily be for the person who is ill. I know that kind of mm-hmm. sounds weird. Because you're dealing with your own stuff when you're ill. Like, I can I can actually speak of this myself. Because I was severely ill last year. Actually, around mm-hmm. this time last year, I was actually really sick. 
Yeah, beginning and of COVID, I, you were messed yeah, up. And it wasn't even I COVID. Was, <laughs> no, disclaimer, when I was sick, I had it was nothing related to COVID. It had nothing to do with any of the pandemic stuff. Some of the stressors came from because of the pandemic. Because right. at one point, while I was, my last big stint in the hospital, which reminds you when I say last big stint, it was like 20 plus days at that point. Halfway through, they were talking about not allowing my husband back in the hospital anymore to see me. And remind you, I was in an off-base hospital that only spoke Japanese. And majority of my nurses only spoke Japanese. And even my doctor, he speaks English, but it's kind of broken. And my translator normally translate. And there was even talk about not only allowing him back in the hospital, but not even allowing her back in the hospital because she was yeah, not translator. a she was not a hospital staff member. Right. And I won't lie, the amount of stress that came from that, I was ready to just walk out of the hospital at that point. I didn't care where I was at physically. I was just like, I was just, I was shutting down. I was emotionally a wreck. I felt like I, that was probably that, those three months, I probably was the most I've ever cried. Mm -hmm. And like, when I say cry, I mean like ugly, full blown, just ugly weeping. And I felt so bad because there'd be so many times nurses would come into the room, kind of peek in, look at me. Mm -hmm. And... I, all I could say back to them is Daishabu, Daishabu saying, like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm fine. And, um, you know, having just literally a meltdown every, because I had to relearn a lot of things. I had to relearn how to walk and everything. And that was very stressful. You know, illness can be very stressful. And it's also very stressful for the spouse, if you have a yeah. spouse or you have parents that are dealing with it as well, because it's a different yeah. form of stress. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's, you know, those are just some, like, the crazy stressful points, like, I've dealt with is, you know, you know, that was probably my biggest stressor that I dealt with in the last, like, year or so was that severe illness issue that was, yet again, completely out of my control. And it just, you know, sometimes the universe feels the need to punch you down a few pegs. Yeah, for no reason. Just, yeah, for no reason. Just, uh, keep you humble. You know, keep you real humble. So, you know, Harry, what would you say has been some of your biggest stressors? I, like, literally don't have anything like that. Like, <laughs> I never was in the hospital for a month when my husband couldn't see me. Um, so Shannon actually asked me this question when we were preparing for today's episode, and I really had to dig deep to think about it. The first thing that came to mind, I suppose, is something I didn't realize was stressing me out at the time, because I was like 10, and you don't have any idea of self-awareness when you're 10, but, like, I grew up in the middle of the woods, and then, like, 9 or 10 years old, like, a new house was built really close to mine, and we got new neighbors, and, um... That apparently just wrecked me. Like, I remember having chronic insomnia, and I remember feeling stressed out all the time and crying all the time. And my, this was, you know, the early 2000s, even, maybe even the late 90s. Let's go with probably early 2000s. And I don't think, you know, child psychologists weren't really a thing back then. So I think my mom just didn't, one, notice. I hesitate to say she didn't care, but I don't think she took it seriously. Um... Yeah, so it was like, I was just like a hot mess. And that was like a big stressful time. And I think that came from somebody moving in and a big life change. And then, of course, it was never addressed. So I just had chronic insomnia for a year when I was like 10 years old. And nobody Which cared. Absolutely Which then, like, crazy. <laughs> later like, I found out. Not towards you. But yeah. But towards, like, how your parents were like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. And, like, maybe they did do something about it, and I was just 10, and I didn't well, know. But, like, I never went know. to therapy. I never even, like, spoke to our pastor about it. Like, they just kind of didn't address it. Um, and, yeah, because, like, a, a kid, like, one or two years, 
younger than me moved in and he like gave me the creeps. And apparently later I was validated with that, but I, cause I'm a witch and I have good intuition, but, um, I don't know. So that was like a whole thing. And then, um, as an adult, I guess the second time I really experienced severe like stress and anxiety and was able to put it into words was, um, Will was stationed in Korea and this was in 2013, 14. And there was like some shenanigans going on and he like didn't have cell service for like 72 hours. Like he had no way of contacting me for 72 hours. Like something went out on in Korea and you know, the first like 12 hours you're like, this is weird, but okay. 24 hours. You're like, is he ignoring me? 48 hours. You're like, he's dead. Everyone's dead. He'll never speak to me again. And then 72 hours, like, I was able to describe it to my roommate because she was kind of like, what is wrong with you? Because I was just, like, jittery. And I was like, I feel like I just passed a cop while I was speeding and it won't go away. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I really wish you could all see what's happening to Shannon right now. Her cat is on top of her shoulders like a parrot. Oh, four paws on the shoulders like a parrot. And she's just, like, nuzzling her hair and, like, I'm guessing trying to rip your headphones off. I don't know. She's so ridiculous. She's being extra. I don't, like, the funny thing is I've had this set up now for a hot minute. And she's never cared about, like, what I'm doing on the computer, whatever. And now suddenly I'm the favorite favorite jungle gym of the house now (laughs) where she feels the need to hop up and, like, self-pet on everything and, like, headbutt me and... And, you know, try to do things she shouldn't. Like, the entire time, like, you're trying to tell something very serious. And, like, this is this is a fairly serious topic. My cat's just being extra and hopping on my shoulders and, like, booping me and, like, trying to get in my lap. And I'm trying to adjust while not being loud. And you know, like, I actually, I think I know what it is. She's being your emotional support animal. She knows that I we're mean, talking about stress. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually, she actually, this is our segue. She actually is leading us right in to our segue here of how do you manage stress? And I don't have this written out, but getting an animal can definitely be stress relief. Like a lot of people, I mean, you don't have to get like an official emotional support animal, but like, I know if, if you just have a cat that purrs on your chest, it's so nice because it's warm and soothing and they're just, they just know when you're having a bad day. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's number one, get an animal. But if you want like more official, real advice tips, I actually went online. I did us, I did us a Google and according to the Mayo Clinic, which I've heard before, so it must be real. Some advice is number one, if you can simplify your schedule, like if you're always feeling rushed and you have too much to do, try to review your calendar to-do lists and look for activities that take up your time, but aren't actually important to you. And like, Learn how to say no. That's a big issue for me. I never know how to say no. Let some things lie. Let's say you're like, I really got to wash my sheets today. Wash your sheets tomorrow. Like, don't put on so many things that it's going to hurt you more than it's going to benefit you. One thing I've actually taken from, like I said, I took a stress class a couple years ago uh, for college. And one of them that was taught was deep breathing was like how to basically recenter yourself, even if it only Mm -hmm. takes a few seconds. And I have found it works a lot for me that you basically, you breathe in, hold it for five seconds, and then hold it for another five, and then, like, release. Like, basically, breathe in, hold, release. And you do that a few times until you basically feel yourself 
basically regrounding or re you know basically I don't want to say restabilizing because it's not right but like basically regrounding yourself yeah. and I, I've noticed it helps me a lot I don't know if anyone else has ever done that before so I haven't but I remember when I saw my friend parenting kind of for the first time she had like a two or three year old and this isn't really stress related but her kid was being a two or three year old and just being wild and like way overstimulated and something she said to her she's like hey come here sit with me okay now we're gonna blow out our candles together and she would literally just have her child like blow out a candle like big exhale and you would see that the kid would go from like out of control like ah to like that like that recentering so like it works on toddlers so it could probably work on you too is what i'm getting at <laughs> i mean i know it works for me and i know all the things that we're going to suggest are not necessarily going to be an easy fix for you yeah so another one that people do a lot is exercise and i feel like there's like two ways to use exercise is like one is almost preventative like i know that if i work out in the morning or if i at least go for a run and do cardio my body does the endorphins thing so i can just feel better throughout the day and i also know if if nothing else at least i accomplish this one thing in the morning so it puts me in a better mindset and then i also know somebody that he would bottle up his emotions and then he would just, you know, sprint for an hour until he felt better. So whatever it is you need to do. <laughs> but exercise is a really good way to work with that. Or if sprinting for an hour might be too hard for you, yoga and meditation is definitely great if you can work that into your schedule. Um, because, you know, the stretching and that is good for your body. And then just that meditation and that deep breathing that Shannon was talking about is good for that recentering of yourself yeah like the, I find the deep breathing is really good for like in the moment issues mm-hmm. and then for me like dealing with stuff like oh god I know it's gonna be a bad day or oh gosh it was a really bad day I find like walking yoga mm-hmm. even like I want to start meditation soon myself um another thing that might be impractical for some people but is to get plenty of sleep uh maybe if when you're stressors is doom scrolling if you can put your phone away maybe just slip in a nice melatonin tablet and then try to get to bed early that's really good um obviously you know because getting sleep will help with your mood your digestive system your brain your everything and then the last thing that the mayo clinic suggests is to shift your perspective so when dealing with problems resist the tendency to complain acknowledge your feelings about the situation and then focus on finding solutions And I think that's something that I definitely have gotten better at the older I get because I'm better now at instead of being like, this is how the situation is, I'm better at being like, this is how I feel about that situation. And then kind of going from there. Because sometimes it's my own problem and like there's not really anything anyone can do about it. I just kind of have to work it out myself. Like that, that's the truth. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes I'm just dramatic. One of the things that my husband and I have been trying to do more is talk about what we're grateful for. And I know some days when you've had one of those days, it's kind of helpful to sit down and go, just name three things, three things you're grateful for. And sometimes it just kind of helps shift the perspective from nothing but negative to something positive, even if it's only for a couple minutes. And then I know that's something like we, I want to start doing more, especially like when we get home from work, instead of like, oh my God, you know, my coworker was horrible Mm -hmm. or, you know, oh my God, I dealt with some really dumb people today. Instead of doing that, we need to. I want to, we want to start shifting more towards like, oh, how was your day? Oh, yeah, whatever. And then do the, 
so what were the you know three to five things you were grateful for today and you can be like well it was really nice on my lunch break I sat outside in the sun for you know 45 minutes and I felt the great you know vitamin vitamin d and you know it, it boosted my mood you know stupid stuff like that will help shift your perspective yeah that's something that I think we need to adopt because you know with me working from home all day I think that sometimes Will forgets that I work all the time and I'm always emotionally exhausted at the end of my day or mentally exhausted I should say emotionally there's not a lot of people I have to talk to but like mentally it's a lot of troubleshooting I have to do so like he'll come home and he like emotion dumps on me as soon as he walks in the door he's like he did this today and I had to do this and da 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 and like and it's like you did not ask me if I have the mental ability to deal with this right now and I don't like I don't want you to come home and start complaining the second you walk in the door it's Which like, is hard because we all get in the habit to do that, though. Right. But it's also one of those things, like, if he had a bad day, that means that Trump's my bad day. And, like, no, I can't have a bad day. Like, no, like, you're not trying to listen to what I have to say or do. So I think it's kind of one of those things of, like, maybe if we adopted something like that, where we can start it with a positive, like, that would be better. Okay, but anyways, that's great. Glad we addressed what stresses us out. Cool. But, like... What are some things that we ourselves do? So like Shannon was saying, you know, she likes to uh, talk about what they're grateful for. When I was kind of doing research on this and first started thinking about this topic, I was going to say like, oh, you know, I'm great and I do this when I'm stressed out and this helps my stress and da da da. But I realized that what I thought was me coping with stress is actually just symptoms of anxiety. <laughs> the more I learned about anxiety, because I like I pride myself on being a really independent person. It really wasn't until this past year that when I realized, um, like when Will would leave for a TDY, I was always super productive around the house. Like I put in a doggy door when he was gone. I installed some stuff in our kitchen when he was gone. Like I deep clean when he's gone. I do the baseboards. I organize the pantry. And I always thought of that as like a way to keep myself busy and keep my mind off of it. But then I learned that being like that is actually a symptom of anxiety. So I don't know if I can recommend it. Talk to your therapist about it. I'll talk to my own therapist about it. We'll see. But (laughs) um, and then some other more healthier things would just be getting together with like friends the friends that can help you through it, or even just not even help you through it, but go to therapy if you need to. Get yourself out of your situation. Like I said, close your computer, put it away, stop doom scrolling. Um, I like to exercise if I need to, or rewatch New Girl if I need to. And then also give yourself things to look forward to. Like pre-pandemic, I traveled a lot. So if you're feeling stressful, if you could have like a, like tiny goals to meet that you have things to look forward to, that would help with my long-term stress a lot. So, um, what about you, Shan? I know you mentioned yoga and running. Is there anything else you do? Um, I know for me, like I've said, yoga and running was actually my major things that I used to do, especially prior to me getting really sick and having all my surgeries. But I found I shifted more to yoga after that point because it was very easy disregard of my size or disregard of how I was feeling or how I could move. I was able to still do yoga and I was still able to be, like, it was just peaceful. It was a good way for me to kind of recenter myself. Um, I know when I was younger, I used to journal a lot and that's something actually, um, you know, I'm going to come out and say it. I have actually recently been going to a therapist. I actually started going to her last, I think last month because mm-hmm. I want to start dealing with baggage that happened from last year. You know, and like I've said in the last episode, it's like, it's important to take care of yourself. You know, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta check your stuff, man. You gotta check your baggage. You gotta check all that stuff. And I found 
that's one thing that she suggested to me. She's like, have you tried meditation? Have you tried, you know, maybe try to journal? And that's something that I find, like what you said, like you have that big list of things you need to do. Even on my days off, I feel like my to-do list is longer than the hours I have allotted for the day. And, you know, I think it's just, I guess it's just you. Like, that's what I do. And one thing I've been trying to do more because it's easier to do is I love to take a really, really hot bath. Even if it's only for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on how long my hot water stays hot, you know, I put a really, I love to drop like some bath bombs and I have a good friend that makes bath bombs. I love to do that with like a super, super hot, hot bath and just watch an episode of whatever show. Cause like I said, I like to check out sometimes just like, oh, don't want to just don't want to have to focus on something for a while. Just want to just relax. I'll do that for 45 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, so any whatever self-care, like Shannon really likes to take baths with bath bombs, whether it's going to bed early, like having fresh sheets and like going to bed early, maybe it's getting your nails done, maybe it's getting a massage, maybe it's getting your hair done, like whatever little self-care thing that you need where you're not worrying about other things, that's definitely huge for sure. All right, well anyways, we'll we'll end our tangent about stress is there. Um, We're going to have some links to some resources. So if you personally find yourself struggling with some stress, um, you can go ahead and find those in our show notes, or you can reach out to us on Instagram and maybe we can help you out. Um, But today we want to do something a little bit different instead of doing our regular NMRs. um, I guess you call this an MR, an NMR. I want to give out some shout outs to some amazing other military spouses that kind of have some of their own small businesses and I know there's a whole bunch of you out there and honestly if you want us to give you a shout out just like message us or dm us on instagram yeah, please and we'll DM put us. it out for sure um if you dm us definitely let us know what you do give us a good description of like what you do and like you know talk about it. like let us yeah let us talk about it. even if even if it means you only get one or two more people to, to check out your at your um your shop or you know check your art out yeah. or whatever like please let us let us help you. Definitely. Yeah. So the reason that I thought about this is I actually, I was on um, a military spouse without kids page on Facebook and it was like an advertised thing. And I found somebody, now that I see it written down and realize like I never spoke to her on the phone, I'm pretty sure her name is Kaylee, but there is a chance her name is Callie, but I'm going to go with Kaylee because that seems, that seems more more right um she posted that she does like imaging and designing and stuff like that like cover art and tattoos and kind of whatever and I was like that's great because I really wanted my next tattoo designed and I reached out to her and she did an amazing job because I am an analytical person I'm not a creative person so I literally sent her like this monstrosity I created in paint and I'm like can you make this pretty and real and she did and it was amazing and she was great with communication and her rates were like way lower than I thought she should be charging. So Kaylee, you should probably charge a little bit more, uh, but it's fine. Uh, so if you're interested in getting a new tattoo or maybe you're starting a podcast, you some cover art or something. Um, her name is Kaylee Force- Forster um, and her Instagram is rosetop underscore artworks. Um, so you can go check out her stuff. She actually just posted my new tattoo design on her page. Oh, I'm going to have to go so check that out because I want to go scope it out. It. Yes. I don't know when it's going to go on my body yet because COVID, some things are backed up and I'm trying to be safe yeah. and all that good stuff. But yeah. Um, and then you had an artist too you wanted to shout out, yes. right? Um, it's a friend of mine that I've made here. Uh, my friend Taylor. She has she does uh, more digital art. And it's really interesting because I've talked to her about it. Because like I like artsy fartsy stuff, but I feel like I've lost my creativity over the years. 
So we've talked about a lot of a lot of different things, but she does some really interesting artwork. She also does um, commissions, and she does stickers. She does a lot of interesting stuff. She does have an Etsy shop, but one of the best ways to check her out is on Instagram, which is going to be Blood Cross, but her name is Taylor. She does really interesting work, and one thing that she did that was unbel- unbelievably thankful for is that she, um, if Perry, you're okay with me talking about this. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, yeah. last year, Perry lost her one of her cats, and... I, me being the friend, being how many miles away, what, 4,000, 3,000, something, something with the thousand mark in there. More, more than that. I think US to US is three. I don't so know. I think it's, you're it's like a lot of miles. six. It's a lot of miles. Eight. And I yeah. felt absolutely helpless being as far away as I am. Because I knew if I was living by you, I would have basically, even if it means I was states away, I probably would have packed up my car and just came to your house and just like you and hugged you and said, it's okay. And let's, mm-hmm. let's watch some crappy movies. And... I didn't know what to do. So one of the things I did was like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know, I, I sent you some stuff in the mail. And one of the other things I did, which I wanted to hold out for. So I believe I gave two for your birthday, which was uh, what less than six yeah. months after she passed. Um, I had my friend yeah. Taylor commission um, her cat, like draw her up really beautifully. And I felt really bad. Cause I was like, Hey, I need you to capture Tina. I need you to capture her, yeah. her, her sassy, like catnip. And, yeah. you know, I sent her so many different pictures. I sent her the one that I love of Tina, which is her with your with the scarf that you created wrapped, like, wrapped around her, looking really, really, really cute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when she sent me it, I started crying. Tina's not, Tina wasn't even my cat, but I remember when you got her, I was there oh, when yeah. you had her. Like, I knew her for the first couple years of her life. Yeah. And I remember I was so nervous to send it to you because I didn't know how you were going to take it. So I made you promise you weren't going to open the email <laughs> until I was on chat with you so I could see your live reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, her rates are really And I good. cried. Yeah. I did. <laughs> so. So thanks, Taylor. Making me cry, jerk. <laughs> but hey, now you have a big canvas of it, you know, on your wall somewhere. It's true. I do. I do. Um, yeah, she's at, she's like out, out in my hallway, but I can see her from my bedroom. So. Um, so we just want to say thank you for everyone who's still listening and, you know, I hope yes, some of our you. points have at least aided you or at least maybe maybe shed a little bit of light on sometimes the things you do, the reasons why you do things. Like, And, you know, I think True. Winry's even saying goodbye because she's back in my lap again. She's so ridiculous right she's, now. She's so extra. The amount of extra she's being is probably, yeah. Oh my gosh. She's just like kissing her face right now. She's just being so <laughs> much right now. So, um, I guess, uh, from everyone, you know, everyone in my household, thank you. And yes. Yes. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to contact us, you can go ahead and reach out at PSWeHaveOrdersPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at PSWeHaveOrdersPodcast. Please go ahead, leave a comment, send us a message, anything you want to tell us. We're here to listen to you guys. Um, If you have any ideas for an episode, just let us know. So again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. Thanks.